Well, greetings to all of our family and friends. This is the senior pastor of This Rock International, Nathaniel Leon. I'm excited to come to you and join you today for our Freedom Global Prophetic Podcast. We're praying that the grace of the Lord would just minister to you in a great and mighty way. I'm so glad you're with us. I'm going to give you just a few minutes to join in. And as we are, we're praying that God's grace and influence would just impact you today in a mighty, mighty way. We're believing that today a word of the Lord is going to come that's going to advance us and take us deeper according to the working of his mighty power. So I'm going to ask you if you would, as you're joining in, wherever you're watching us on our uh, three different platforms, you may be watching on YouTube or on Facebook at This Rock International Ministries. We we bid you grace and peace watching live. I'm going to ask you to do that work of the evangelist, share the broadcast or like the broadcast or whether you're watching us at, at CPN Charisma Podcast Network. We bid you grace and peace in the name of the Lord. We're glad you're with us. I'm going to ask you to share the broadcast. We believe that as you do, God's going to minister directly to you, and there would be wisdom and and just revelation received today that will impact us. Again, we like to say uh, one of our our verses is, uh, the Bible says that the sons of Issachar could discern the seasons and the times and what Israel should do in that moment. And I believe that's what what one of our callings is, to discern the season and the time and to decree what the Lord is saying. God bless you. Uh, So good to see you. Uh, Christine, welcome. Prophetess uh, Sherelle, so good to see you. Welcome from South Africa. Wherever you're joining in, I'm going to ask you to do that work of the evangelist. Share the broadcast. Like the broadcast. We're praying that the word of the Lord and that the grace of the Lord would come upon you and that we would be changed in a mighty, mighty way. So as you're coming in, I'm doing the same. I'm about to share the broadcast. I'm asking that God's word would go forth and that we would be transformed as that word goes forth. So just let us know where you're joining from, where you're watching. And we're going to pray that God's word would just bless you in an, in an awesome, awesome way. We're praying that his word would just minister to the hearts and minds of the people of the Lord. So good to see you chosen. Uh, blessing. Welcome to the broadcast. Uh, uh, Angie V. Lerma. So good to see you. Sister Lisa. Welcome to the broadcast. Again, we're praying that the word of God goes forth. What we always say is we We pray that you would do the work of the evangelist. What is the evangelist's job? It's to share the good news of Jesus Christ. And as you share and like and tag some people, I know it's not something people do often, but let me encourage you as you do. We're believing that God's word would go forth in a great, great way. It's good to see you, Sister Mary Duran. Welcome to the broadcast. So I'm going to give you just a minute to join in. We're going to pray over our broadcast. going to ask that God's grace would just minister in a great, great way and that we would hear from you. Again, Tijuana's watching, Riverside's watching uh, from South Africa. They're watching. God bless you. Uh, Sister Melanie, good to see you as well. Uh, Anna Rosa, so good to see you. So let us know where you're joining in from. We want to pray a great blessing over you and that region. Uh, We believe we are salt and light. And one thing light does is it expels the darkness. And one thing salt does is it brings savor and it preserves. So let me encourage you, wherever you are, your region is impacted because you're there. Because you carry the greater one, the miracle worker, the healer on the inside. So good, so good to see Sister Alma, welcome. Uh, Sister Denise, welcome. Sister Gloria, I'm going to get straight to the word of the Lord. So I'm going to ask you again, do that work. Hit that share button. Hit that like button. Hit that tag button. And we're going to pray that God would grant grace to the hearing and reading of his word. Uh, Sister V, so 
good to see you. Let's start with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we just invite your spirit onto this broadcast. We pray that miracles, signs, and wonders would accompany the teaching and preaching of your word. We ask you for wisdom and revelation that moves past our natural mind and into our spirit man. I ask you for an open door of utterance that your word would go forth with power, with victory, and with authority, that every obstacle, every hindrance to that word would be broken by the power of your presence. Speak to our hearts, minister to our spirits, and we pray that you would cause healing to flow through this broadcast, that angels minister to your people life and life abundantly. We pray this according to your word, and we give you praise and glory in Jesus' mighty name. If you agree, somebody say amen. Again, the high de desert is watching uh, Falane, uh, California. So good to see you watching, Sister Alma. Thank you for joining. We're going to start in the book of Romans, chapter number 8 and verse number 21. Uh, again, the title of our broadcast is the Freedom Global Prophetic Broadcast. And one of the things we're believing God to do is bring a global movement of freedom and liberty through Christ Jesus our Lord. There's only one hope for our nation. There's only one hope for the nations of the world, and that is Jesus Christ, the, the King of glory and the Lord of power. And the message of Jesus is not just a religious message, though it is spiritual. The message is spiritual in origin, but the kingdom of God must come to the earth and his will must be done. So let me encourage you, his kingdom will come, Matthew 6. And his will will be done in the earth as it is in heaven. His kingdom is a form of government. It is not a religious uh, activity, though there is worship involved in the kingdom. Because the creature itself or creation itself shall be delivered. I've got to remind you, there is a word over creation. That creation shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption from the slavery of corrupted power into the glorious liberty of the sons and daughters of God. You see, when the first Adam fell, all of creation fell with Adam. Mankind fell, and therefore sin entered the earth, and therefore because of sin entering, death, death reigned. But there is a second Adam that through one man's disobedience, sin reigned. But through one man's obedience, Jesus Christ, the son of the living God, the firstborn of many brethren, his obedience is redeeming not only people, but places and regions and territories that the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the glory of the Lord, that, uh, that it will cover the earth the way the waters cover the sea. There will be waves of glory, waves of miracles. Bless you, uh, Minister so good to see you. Uh, there will be waves of glory and miracles that will sweep over not only uh, uh, America, but all nations of the earth will see the glory of God, that there would be an ecclesia in whom the gates of hell will not prevail. And they will receive the keys of the kingdom. And whatever they bind in the earth realm will be bound from the heavenly realm. This is a promise. But how will this manifest? Because we must understand that the glory of the Lord and the grace of God coming through his sons and daughters are the hope for South Africa. They are the hope for London. They are the hope for the UK. They are the hope for the world around us. Everything that we are that we are working through naturally, the only answer is the kingdom of God. 
systematically, the things we're watching around us are beginning to crumble. The, the financial structure is crumbling. The systems of this world, the kingdoms of this world are going to become the kingdoms of our God and his Christ. God bless you, Teresa. Welcome to the broadcast. Greetings to you as well. The kingdoms of this world are going to become the kingdoms of our God and his Christ. Every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord of all to the glory of God the Father. Now, we say, well, that's one day. One day every knee will bow. One day we will see God's power. It's kind of like uh, the, the sisters of, of Lazarus who is dead and Jesus shows up with resurrection power. And he says, you're talking to the resurrection. And they put this miracle working power and they put resurrection power in the category of the in the great by and by. One day down the road a long time away from now in the in the millennial reign knees will bow but let me encourage you there is a move of God there is a glory and there is an outpouring of the spirit that has been preordained and has been predestined to come in this last day generation for the last shall be first the least shall be greatest he said I'm going to pour my spirit upon all flesh and sons and daughters are going to prophesy old men will dream dreams young men will see vision servants and handmaids will prophesy and there will be manifest manifestations of the glory of God in the sun the moon the stars the earth pillars of fire smoke manifesting what does that mean creation is going to begin to respond to the move of God from God's sons and daughters I'm going to say this again. Bless you, Brother Danny. It's so good to see you. Creation is going to respond to the, the Spirit of God moving upon sons and daughters. Let me, let me, I'm quoting you, Joel chapter 2, but let's go there. Joel chapter 2, verse 28. Peter, uh, Peter also, the apostle, quotes this in Acts chapter 2, but I'm going to read Joel's version, which is quoted by Peter and uh, is seen in the beginning. See, Peter said, this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. I'm in the book of Acts chapter two now. And he begins to describe what they are beginning to see the beginning of in the book of Acts. But I must remind you, God saves the best glory until the end. God saves the best power until the end. Acts, uh, John 2 said Jesus came to a wedding at Cana of Galilee and he turned the water into wine. And the governor of the feast said, most people put the good stuff out first, but you've saved the best for last. This is how God works. He saved the blessed glory for last. The glory of the latter will be greater than the former. The end of the thing is better than its beginning. God said, I'm going to pour my glory and I'm going to pour my fire out greater than every generation. Bless you, Pastora Lorraine. So good to see you. I'm going to pour my miracle working grace. Joel 2.28, here's what it says. It will come to pass in the end afterward. It will come to pass in the last days. I've got to remind you what God said is going to come to pass. Doesn't matter what the, the bank account looks like. Doesn't matter what the doctor's report looks like. Doesn't matter what the report of the economy looks like. Doesn't matter what the Dow Jones and what the stock market is saying. If God said it, it will come to pass. But there must be a people who stand on that word and hold to the promise of God and say, Lord, let heaven pass, let earth pass, but your word will never fail. Your word will come. It will come to pass in the last days that I will rain. The word pour there in the, in the Hebrew is not the word adapt. It's not the word a touch. He said, I will empty my spirit out. I will 
put all that I am in an earth realm. I will release in a generation the fullness of the Godhead bodily. I want to tell you, we've never seen the fullness of God. We've never seen his glory uh, to the degree that we are going to see it as beautiful as Azusa was, as wonderful as the tent revivals of the 50s and 60s were, as great as the book of Acts was. I want to tell you, he saved the best for last. You've never seen what you're about to see. You've never heard what you're about to hear. You've never even imagined or entered the heart of man what God has in store in the end day, the last outpouring of the spirit. I'm going to empty my spirit upon all flesh. I'm in Rome, in Joel 2.28. I'm going to empty my spirit. Bless you, uh, Juan Leon. So good to see you, family. Uh, bless you, Corinthia. Welcome to the broadcast. Uh, it will come to pass afterward that I will empty my spirit upon all the earth realm, upon all the natural realm. I want to encourage you that God is getting ready to empty his spirit. You see, the word poor uh, doesn't mean uh, to, to give a portion. It means to empty. I'm going to keep the lid on this thing if I can. It means to fully empty it out, to completely uh, 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 render the fullness. I'm going to encourage you. He said, I'm going to pour my, my spirit and it will hit sons and daughters first. And this is what must uh, this is what must be related that God is looking to build a family, a family of priests and kings, a family of believers that come together. He told uh, he told uh, Abraham that I'm going to bless you and through you all families of the earth shall be blessed. Remember, Abraham couldn't reproduce. He had a reproduction problem. Sarah had a reproduction problem and they couldn't bring forth community. They couldn't bring forth multiplication. But God at 99 years old got full, got in Abraham and got in Sarai and he changed their names and they came forth and brought forth an Isaac. And this Isaac was the child of promise. I want you to be encouraged. You're listening to me. The Lord says that this spirit is going to come upon sons and daughters, your sons and daughters, your children, your family, your, your generation. Bless you, Josephine. God bless you, Christine. Uh, uh, it's going to come upon the people after you. That there's a legacy that God is trying to build. There's generations we call in the Bible they're called genes, but in 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 the natural they're called genes or in genes in the Bible it's called generations. There is a legacy that God wants to leave. I will pour my spirit upon all flesh. Sons and daughters will prophesy. I'm going to say this again. The sons and daughters of God are going to begin to prophesy as never before over the earth. You say, what good is that? God pouring his spirit out. The sons and daughters of God beginning to prophesy. Didn't I just read to you Romans 8.21? Go back there. He says that all of creation shall be set free, delivered from the bondage of polluted power into the glory and the freedom of sons and daughters of God. What's going to change the world around us? Developed sons, developed daughters, mature men and women of God that can take the keys of the kingdom. You see, in every civilized country, if you're going to drive, you're going to have to have an automobile license. In America, you've got to be uh, 16, 15 and a half to get a learner's permit. I don't know if the law is now 16 or 17. I don't know if they changed it, but it used to be 16 years old. It may be now 17 or 18. I don't know what the law is now, but I do know in order to, for you to be able to get keys, you're going to have to pass a written. Number one, you've got to come to a level of maturity. 
They're not going to put a child behind the wheel because power requires maturity. The ability to travel and be transported to go places requires that power behind the vehicle. So before, before you can get in the vehicle and even qualify for what we would call the written word, the written exam, you're going to have to come to a level of maturity. Once we come to that level, 16, 17, whatever it is in different countries, then you can qualify by going to take the written exam. After you've passed the written exam, then you qualify for another test that's called the behind the wheel test. And once you've come to maturity, and once you've passed the written test, and once you've passed the behind the wheel, once you've gone through a series of, 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 of uh, planned out, uh, pre-prepared courses that show you can handle things, and this is the problem. God is taking us through these pre-planned small things and the small things are disqualifying us from the big things. Are you listening? Blessing Sister Rose Bonnet. So good to see you. Blessing CL Webb. So good to see you. Uh, you got to be encouraged that it's just a trial. It's a test of your faith. But before long, if you've come to maturity, if you pass the written test, if you've been faithful in the in the in the uh, uh, written or, or the behind the wheel pre pre planned course, then you get the keys of the kingdom. And once you get the keys of the kingdom, whatever you bind in the earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on the earth will be loosed in heaven. I'm going to cause sons and daughters to prophesy. And then old men will dream dreams. I'm in uh, Joel 2.28. And then young men will begin to see visions. I'm going to say this again. The mature and the immature, if they're in position, are going to begin to have revelations from heaven. This is not just male nor female. The mature man or woman of God is going to begin to dream dreams. And the and the 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 the, the immature, the young man, the youth in the spirit, they're gonna to begin to see vision. Dreams are in the night season. Visions are open daydreams. God is gonna to begin to speak through those realms. And upon servants and upon handmaidens, verse 29, in, uh, in those days, I will also pour my spirit. So you see, even in Joel 2, 28 and 29, a distinguishing between sons and daughters and servants and handmaidens. There's a huge difference in the kingdom of God between a son or daughter and a servant and a handmaiden. Now, we need servants. Sons of God will serve. They will be actually the first one to serve because Jesus, the Bible says, took on the form of a servant. He never lost his sonship. He was always the son, but the sons are the first to serve. The servants are the last that want to serve, but servants live by performance. Sons live by intimacy with the father. Servants live by what they do. Sons live by relationship and intimacy with who their father is. And sometimes it doesn't seem fair, but let me encourage you. God said, uh, I can graduate you from, from servants to friends because the Bible says that Jesus told the disciples what he was going to do. And he said, I no longer call you servants, but I call you friends because I tell you the things that I'm going to do. He begins to reveal the mysteries. See, God can't tell you things. 
God can't tell you what's coming in the future and show you the mysteries until he can trust us. And the word friend is not a buddy. It is a kingdom associate. It is a man or woman who is called the kingdom assignments. So it's not just somebody who I enjoy as a buddy, a pal, somebody who's a good, a good natural friend. It is a kingdom associate, a kingdom man or woman of God with kingdom agendas and kingdom assignments. But then you graduate from servants to friends and from friends after Jesus rose on the third day he never called his his disciples brethren until after the resurrection he said now go tell my brethren that I've risen and Peter so now the first discourse with the woman at the at the at the at the at the uh, at the place the tomb of resurrection go tell my brethren I want to tell you you're called to be sons and daughters of God you're called to operate in dominion you're called to live in authority that young men will see dreams servants and handmaidens also now servants are necessary don't despise servanthood don't despise it, but graduate. Don't stay there. But here's what 30 says. I will show wonders in heaven and in the earth. I will show wonders in heaven and in the earth below. I will show wonders in heaven and signs below. A wonder is a revelation. A wonder is a mystery. I'm talking to somebody on the line. You've been going through battles. You've been going through war. You've been going through process. And you say, God, I need you to reveal this wonder. I need you to make clear the wonder. I need you to, what is a wonder? Something you wonder about. Something that is not clear yet. Something that you're trying to figure it out. Uh, I'm going to read this to you. Let me read uh, Joel, uh, Acts chapter 2. We'll start at 16. I want to clarify this. This is Peter. He's quoting the book of Joel. In the, it says, uh, Acts 2, 16. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. So the so uh, the, the the apostle now is speaking. He's preaching a message in which thousands come to the kingdom at the end of this message. It will come to pass, verse seventeen, in the last days that I will pour my spirit upon all flesh, and sons and daughters will prophesy. A spirit of prophecy will be loosed as the glory of God hits sons and daughters. Your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. So God will open the dream dimension again. We've talked about this in previous uh, sessions. God is going to begin to open the dream dimension again. And the dream dimension is where angelic activity revelation, according to Job 33, that God begins to set instruction in the mind of men. We'll talk about that later. Verse 18, and upon servants and upon handmaidens, I will also pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. So again, Peter distinguishes servants and sons, handmaidens and, 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 and daughters of God. Look at verse 19. I will show wonders in the heavens above and in the earth signs. I'm going to repeat that to you again. Here is uh, uh, Peter's description. I will show wonders in heaven. What is a wonder? A mystery. Something I couldn't figure out. Something that I kept scratching my head and saying, what is the answer here? I prophesy to you that God is going to show. He's going to reveal a wonder. The word show is to give, to manifest, to open. God is going to show. He's going to, he's going to open. He's going to uncover. There will be an apocalypto. An unveiling of a mystery, an unveiling of a hidden thing, an unveiling of an answer you've been looking for. I will show wonders in the heavens. I will show the mystery. I will make clear what you've been going through. 
what you've been battling with, that same thing that keeps coming up that you don't seem to have an answer for. God says, I have an answer and I'm going to show the wonder in the heaven. But when the heaven shows a wonder, the earth gets a sign. Are you listening to me? I'm going to read this again. Verse number 19. And I will show wonders in the heavens and then I will show signs in the earth. In order for there to be a sign in the earth, there's got to be a, a wonder revealed in the heavens. There's got to be a mystery that is made clear. You've been, you, see, what we've got to understand is the answer is not with flesh and blood. I'm going to say this to you again. The answer is not a natural solution. And this is our natural tendency to seek to solve natural problems with natural solutions. And you must do your diligence to be a faithful steward to examine things, to make sure you're doing well. But after you've done all to stand, stand in the word and go to the king of glory and ask him to show you the answer, the revelation, the unveiling of that hidden root. You see, beyond every fruit is a root. Underneath the surface of every fruit is a hidden root. Now the root you cannot see. You see the top of the root, but the main of the root goes underground and it's invisible. But that hidden root is fueling and feeding and sustaining that, that, that natural fruit that is visible. So if the fruit is good, it's got an invisible root. If the fruit is bad, it's got an invisible root. There's something that is not seen that is affecting us, that is, that is challenging us. And the Lord says, I want to teach you this thing. I want to show you how to know and how to understand. I will show you in heaven above, but I'll give you a sign in the earth beneath the bible says above and beneath see what happens above affects what's beneath now above is again i'm not getting into all this the word above is not on top it's before it's ancient information that was before the foundation of the world god wants to give you rank and eldership knowledge that puts you beyond the powers and the princes in order to get to the top of the mountain you're going to have to go before principalities and powers through christ i don't have time to teach it but hear me in Christ, you can go through the door, who is Jesus, the portal. John 10 verse, verse number 9 says that, that uh, John 10 verse 9 says, Jesus said, I am the door. He is the door. He, that word door is the word portal. John 10 verse 9 says, I'm the door. If anyone comes in through me, you can go in and out and find pastors, pasture. John 10 verse 9 says, I'm the door. The word door is the Greek word, uh, thura. It means portal, gateway between worlds. If anyone enter in, enter where? The spirit. Enter the realm which is before time. So that before demons were and devils were and powers were and principalities were, Christ was. And in Christ you have the ability to go in and see what was before time. Bless you, Sister Morgan. He said, by me, if anyone enter in, he will be sozoed. The word saved is not just headed to heaven, which is, which is where we're headed. But the word sozo is the word whole mind and soul and body and spirit completely well in your mind and in your soul and in your body. You see the word sozo is whole completely well and you shall go in and out and find resource and find pasture and find rest. Verse number 19, Acts chapter 2, I will show wonders in the heavens. I will show signs beneath. The heavens are before, above, signs beneath, because this is about authority. It's not about money. It's not about sickness. 
It's not about a child out of order. It's about authority. What is above affects what's beneath. What is before affects what comes after it. So beneath is not just under, it's what is subject, downwards, something that's under authority. The authority of God unlocks the kingdom. Here's what the Bible says, thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory. Matthew 6 says, thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory. I'm going to say that again. Thine is the kingdom order, kingdom order, the order of God, the order of the kingdom. Hold your finger there. Matthew 6. Here's what it says. Verse 13, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. There is an evil on the face of the planet right now, and you are contending with that evil. You are fighting that demonic force. He's not just trying to kill you. He's not just trying to attack your children. He's not just trying to split your marriage up. He's not just trying to get you to lose your mind and, and backslide. He's not just trying to get you bound and, and broken and wounded. He's trying to stop your generation. There is an evil in the earth. There was a perversion and a wickedness. It is the spirit of anti-Christ. It's in the earth now. It's not coming. The, the writer of the New Testament said it's already here. John says the spirit of antichrist is already here. Anything that denies that Jesus is Lord of all is antichrist. There is an evil in the earth. This evil is wanting to rule government. It's wanting to rule media. It's wanting to rule arts and entertainment, sports, and, 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 and Hollywood, and, and rule music. It wants to change the culture, slowly deteriorating us. That is the word corruption. The word corruption is, is, is unified brokenness. To gather brokenness, together broken, together fallen. It's when they gather and they make a broken system. Corruption is also the word bribery. I, I looked it up this morning. God said, look it up. The word corruption means you can be bought. You can be paid for. The devil can buy you. Corruption is not perversion. Corruption is perverted power that has been bribed. They've been bought and paid for. And that's what the devil doesn't like. He doesn't like men that he can't pay for. He cannot bribe. And there is an evil on the face of the earth. And it wants to affect the churches. And it wants to infect the churches. And it wants to affect education. And it wants to infect education. It wants to rule. And it wants to change the course. It wants darkness to rule. And it hates light. It doesn't mind any other religions. You can put up satanic temples and they'll applaud it. They're doing this craziness. They're putting up statues of Satan in America. And people are applauding and say, wow, isn't that wonderful? It's not wonderful when the spirit of murder is loosed. It's not wonderful when rape and murder and perversion and death reign unchallenged. But there is a church in whom the gates of hell shall not prevail. And these are the answer to the world. It doesn't come from Buddhism. I'm sorry, doesn't come from uh, Scientology, doesn't come from New Age theology, it doesn't come from uh, Mormonism. The only way, I, way to change the world is the truth of Jesus Christ found in the Word of God. And they want anything but the Bible. They want anything but the kingdom. You can call any name, but don't call that name of Jesus. You can say any power, but don't call him that power. But I want to encourage you, there is an evil in the world. And God said he's going to deliver us He's going to free us. He's going to, he's going to bring us out. But once we brought out, we're not only brought out to be, to be free, we're brought out to free others. See, Moses was delivered from Egypt. He spent two years uh, governed by his mother, Jacobin. 
She taught him the ways. And this is what, what uh, scientists and, 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 and knowledge has told us. During the first two years, they are the formative years. So God made sure Moses was ruled and was, was uh, the wet nurse of Moses was his mother, Jacobed. And for the first two years, he heard, Hero Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and you should worship the Lord your God uh, with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. He heard this word. You shall have no other God before me. And that's what he heard for two years. For 38 years, he grew up and trained as a prince. The, 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 the river Nile carried other people to their death. You remember the Bible says there was a genocide, and the only time a genocide comes is when deliverance are going to come. The only time the insanity and the lunacy and the, and the absolute craziness to kill babies ever enters the mind of rational people is when a delivery generation has come. It, it, even, even animals realize you don't, you're not supposed to devour your babies. They understand this. The mama bear will, f you want to mess with a bear and get the claws and get bit up? Go around a mama bear. They understand they're supposed to protect the innocence of the baby. But the only time this, this ludicrous spirit of insanity enters the mind of rational people is when a spirit of death is trying to stop the delivered generation. Who kills children? Who murders babies in the womb? What kind of what kind of godless person would do this unless it's a spirit? And who applauds it? And who, what preachers applaud that? Even till they're trying to make legislation to make abortion legal after birth up to seven days. It's a spirit. I'm saying this again. To even be able to murder a child up to seven days after it's born. This is how crazy this spirit of bondage and slavery and this antichrist evil and it's not people. They are influenced by the spirit, but it's a demon. It's a spirit. It's a principality. And it showed up in the life of Moses. They said, let's kill the, the, the male two years under. Let's kill them all. Let's throw them in the river. And what was used to kill uh, other children is what actually brought Moses to his destiny. I want to tell you what's being used to destroy others ain't going to destroy you. It's going to bring you to your destiny. And it brought her to the shores of the palace of Egypt. And the daughter of Pharaoh picked up Moses and carried him into destiny. And for 38 years, he was trained as a king trained as a prince, trained as royalty. But after 38 years, God set up a moment where he murdered out of anger and rage. And now uh, the prince of Egypt becomes Egypt's most wanted and flees Egypt and runs. So he's delivered from Egypt, but then he's trained for 40 more years in a wilderness. He's training with the sheep of Jethro. He's dying to himself. He's having encounters. And then he goes back for another 40 years to bring out the children of Israel. You see, God always delivers you to deliver. God always brings you out to bring others out. God always does what he does, not just for you, but through you. And we are going to be delivered from this evil so we can deliver others. This perversion, this wickedness, I'm in, I'm in Matthew chapter 6, 13. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom, order, the governmental system, the structure. We don't want structure. We don't want order. We don't want God's plan. We want to do it our way and slap blessing on it. We want to do it mom and dad's way and slap anointing on it and pray that it works. We want to do it the way the world does it and say, God bless our plans. But the kingdom is a system. It's a structure. It's an order. It's a governmental ruling system. And God says, when the kingdom comes, then I can unlock what's called the dunamis, which is God's ability. 
God's ability is confined by his word to his system. He put his word above his name. I'm in the book of Psalms. Thine is the kingdom, the order. Thine is the power, the ability. But then the last comes the glory. So God releases kingdom order. Then he releases dunamis, which is ability in the confines of order. Then God releases glory, which is beyond just an ability. It's an atmosphere. In the Old Testament, it was an atmosphere. But in the New Testament, it becomes a person. I'm just about done. Go back to Joel chapter 2. Are you listening to me? Order. Joel 2. We were in verse number in 19. Joel 2, 19. I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs in the earth blood and fire and vapor and smoke it shall be turned to darkness the moon and the into blood before the great and notable day of the lord now look at the wording of this it is called the great and notable the great and powerful day of the lord but what's happening in the world is everything in creation begins to tremble the sun the moon the stars they cease to shine whatever had glory no longer has glory whatever was whatever was focus of man is no longer shining the sun ain't shining no more now this is not just natural and figurative but this is revelatory language the sun and the moon are this what's the center of the day the sun what's the center of the night the moon God says they no longer shine so God takes over the night God takes over the day. I'll show wonders in the heaven, signs in the earth, blood, fire, and vapor. The atmosphere begins to change. The, the, the systems around us begin to move. The sun will be darkened and the moon turns into blood before the great and notable, the great and powerful. See, it's the day. Everything around begins to shake. And God sends his power and God says his glory and God sends his miracles and God says everything that has been bound by corrupted perversion in leadership is now brought out of bondage into glory. Romans 8 21. I'm almost done into the glorious. The root word of glorious is the word glory doxa where you get the word orthodox, which is order. You get the word doxology, which is worship. So true worship flow, true order flows from worship. If you can get heaven's order, you can get heaven's ability. If you can find how to build the thing and to structure it, God will fund and God will advance it. So doxology, which is worship, produces order, doxa. So he said, I'm going to remove bondage, slavery through corruption, but I'm going to release glory, freedom, freedom, that comes from the glory of God and they will come through God's sons and daughters. I'm going to pray for you. I'm just about done for today. Are you listening to me? That God has glory, has order, has power, has provision. And these things he's made for you. And these perversions and these spiritual wickedness in high places we are wrestling with. We're not, we're not to, to tap out. There's no tapping out. There's no allowing these things to work. It's time for the spirit of grace to come upon God's people and to show forth. See, uh, according to Ephesians 6, verse number 12 and 13, it says you're not wrestling with flesh and blood, but you're wrestling with principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness in high places. I'm going to say, now these are not just spiritual terms. Some of them are spiritual terms, but they are governmental structural systems. 
that must be pulled down. When the glory shows up, it just doesn't affect your church service, though it does. It doesn't just affect your home, though it does. It affects it, it affects government, it affects economy, it affects education, it affects arts and entertainment, it affects media. When God's glory shows up, the first thing it does is it brings the mountain low and it brings the valley high. It makes the crooked straight and the rough smooth. It breaks in pieces bars of brass and gates of iron. It brings order and justice. What are the foundation of the kingdom of God? Justice, justice, judgment, righteous judgment, order. So when the kingdom comes, it, it, it demolishes other structures that are not built on him, no matter where they are. So the glory of God shows up in the book of Acts and they go two by two into cities and here's what they do to the cities. They turn the cities upside down. Two by two and they turn cities upside down. I'm gonna say that again. Two by two, I'm gonna go there, book of Acts. Here's what the scripture says. Two by two, they turn cities upside down. And this is what God wants. He wants to bring such an order, such a revelation. Here's what Acts 17, 6 says. And when they found them not, they drew Jason and certain brethren unto the rulers of the city, saying, they have turned the world upside down hither also. So the Bible says that they are going two by two, and they are turning cities, regions, nations right side up. This is what glory does. It doesn't stay behind the four walls of a church. It doesn't just have good worship services, which we must have. It doesn't just have good revival messages, but it goes into the highways and the byways, and it brings order where there was disorder. It brings alignment where there was where there was where there was a, a crookedness. It brings straightness where there was perversion. It brings low what God had raised up, and it brings high what God has founded. It takes the nobodies and the people on the backside of the wilderness, and it causes challenge to come. What is Moses doing? He is challenging Pharaoh. He is challenging Egypt. He is challenging the spirits of that age. Exodus 12, verse 12, it says, God brings judgment, but this judgment is not on people. He said, I will pass through Egypt and I will take the first of the land, both man and beast, and against the gods of Egypt, I will bring judgment. I'm gonna say this again. God is not out to judge people yet. There will be a judgment day. There will be a standing before the Lord on the great white throne through judgment. But this judgment is against the gods of Egypt, the spirits of Babylon, the spirits of perversion. I'm not mad at people, though he's using people. I'm not a, mad at government or, or false politicians or thieves or murderers or robbers. They are victims. I'm mad at the spirit. I want to take the head off the principality and the power and see change in the earth to come and see difference in the world that we live in and see a, a reformation of our nation and our city. How does it come? The glory of God will bring what's called glorious liberty that flow through God's sons and daughters. The only hope for Egypt is Moses. The only hope for the promised land is Joshua. The only hope for the system of Babylon is Daniel and his three buddies. The only hope in the time of Hadassah is, is Esther. Are you hearing me? God is getting ready to raise up men and women. I'm going to pray for you. If you're listening to me, I want to tell you, you are called to walk in glory that produces liberty. This is difficult when we're facing contradictions, opposites. Again, Romans chapter uh, number 12, or actually Hebrews 12, rather. Hebrews 12 verse 
Verse number three says, consider him who, con who endured the contradiction against himself. See, sometimes we go through contradictions. Do you keep your peace? You don't have to like it, but you got to rejoice in it. You go through the opposite. Contradiction is the opposite. That God said blessing, but you're dealing with what looks like curses. God said healing, but you're dealing with what looks like sickness. God says provision, but you're dealing with what looks like lack. God said abundance, but God says uh, God says healing and power, but it looks like weakness. Because in your weakness, that's the place God is going to make you perfect. He's going to bring strength out of your weakness. And in your weakness, his power will be perfect. Where you're weak is where God will produce strength. I don't like it either. But the decrease is a setup for the increase. What we're losing is the key to our multiplication. He said, you've sown in tears and you'll weep in joy. He said, he said, John 3 verse 30, he said, you must decrease and I will increase. I'm going to say that to you again. You must decrease. I must decrease. So he can increase. He must increase, but I must decrease. I've got to, I've got to let go of this thing. I've got to release what's in my hand so God can release what's in his hand. I've got to yield myself as a servant of the kingdom of God. I'm going to pray for you. If you're watching, I want you to understand here is what the scripture says, that the children of God are going to release glorious freedom and they will bring deliverance to creation to cities and nations and region and churches and education and governments and territories and lands and towns and townships and villages around the world that bondage which is slavery slavery that slavery will be broken through the glorious liberty of the sons and daughters of God that challenge corruption that don't sit back and say, well, I got to just go to heaven and escape this thing. No, no, no. Shine, sir. You are the light of the world. You can't put your light under the bush. You are the salt of the earth. You must savor and you must preserve. Bless you, Brother George. Good to see you, Pastor. You must preserve the earth around you. Bless you, Eli Rodriguez. So good to see you. God wants to show glory and power and favor. I'm going to pray for you. If you're listening, I want you to be encouraged. There's no weapon that forms against you that will be able to prosper if you hold to the word. If you don't change your confession, if you stand on the promise of God, you will see the glory of God in the land of the living. Here's what the psalmist said. David said this, I would have fainted. I would have given up. I would have laid down. I declare you're not going to faint. You're not going to go down. You're going to rise up. He said, I would have fainted if I had not believed to see the goodness of God in the land of the living. You're not going to faint. You're not going to overwhelm. You're not going to go under. You're going to see God's grace. Psalms 27, 13 tells us, I would have fainted unless I believed to see the goodness of God in the land of the living. This is not just for heaven. This is not just when you die, God is going to bless you. He said, the psalmist said, I've been through so much war. And so much battle. And I would have been overwhelmed. I would have given up. I would have let go. But I had to believe. I had to know. I will see the goodness of God. I will taste it. I will, I will lay hands and give it away. I will speak it. We will drive it. We will live in it. But most of all, we will sow it to others. You will see God's goodness where? In the land of the living. Not just over there. 
He said, I'm going to bless you in this world and in the age to come. Those that have given up houses and lands and territory and suffered great sacrifice, they begin to ask Jesus, what can we expect? And Jesus said, not only in this world, but in the age to come, you will be blessed and, and a blessing. You will prosper and you will be well in this world and in the age to come. If you're listening, I need to pray with you. I want you to understand this spirit of weariness has to let go. We're in a new season now. We're in another era now. And God wants to give us a new heart. And he wants to put a new spirit within us. I said God wants to give us a new heart. And as he gives us a new heart, he wants to put a new spirit within us. And as we get this new spirit, it's new wind. It's new breath. It's new energy. It's new health flowing by the spirit of God. A new heart. A new mind. Here's what the scripture says. Isaiah, let me read this to you before we conclude. Actually, Ezekiel eleven nineteen says, I will, Ezekiel eleven nineteen, and I will give to them one heart, one mind, one soul, and I will put a new spirit within you. I will take away the stony heart of flesh, and I will give them a tender heart of flesh. I've got to prophesy that to you. That, that new heart is going to lose a new spirit. See, a, a stony heart, a bitter heart, a frustrated heart, an offended heart, it infects your spirit. I'm going to say this to you again. And it produces division, multiple vision. You have to find out. You have to come to an agreement and a revelation. What vision you're under and let your vision die there. There's... The hard part with prophets, with men of God, with women of God, leading, stewarding, mighty people who will be, division means multiple visions, more than one, two, three, four. So God gives a vision to headship, to authority. To, that could be a husband, that could be a senior leader, and they, other people see it differently. And they want to contend with their vision and they produce division. They may not say it, their hearts are displaying division and they're listening to all these other voices and these other voices are leading them in a different vision and it may be good concepts it may be powerful res revelation but here is the problem sir here is the problem ma'am everyone isn't your pastor everyone isn't your apostle everyone isn't your husband turn off the stuff See, there are people that should be on this broadcast right now that need to be hearing the vision they're tired they're giving their voices to other voices, other ministries, other, and what's happening is they're going in different directions. And before long, if it doesn't repent, they cut themselves off. I don't cut them off. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to speak what God said. I'm going to decree what God said. And the people who God gave to me and the people that I'm supposed to lead are going to hear that word and going to come into agreement and going to bear fruit by the Spirit. That's what's going to happen. But we've got to submit our vision. Well, what about my calling and my destiny and my will and my plans and my vision? You sow it. Here's what the scripture says. Luke chapter 16 says, if you've not been faithful, turn there. If you've not been faithful in another man's, how can God commit to your own? I don't know why we're going into this. Luke chapter 16, verse 12. Actually, read 11 now. We'll read. We're actually we're going all the way to 10. He that is faithful in that which is little will also be faithful in that which is much. This is the problem. As leaders, we are watching how you're dealing with what we've put in your stewardship. 
We're watching how you're pastoring. Are you pastoring from your heart or are you doing the bare minimum? We're watching how you're leading your department. We're watching, we're watching all the details and we want to promote folks. We want to advance folks. We want to launch people. But if you can't be faithful over the little thing we've given you, I don't know who this is for. I don't know who should be hearing this and maybe he's not hearing it. But he that is faithful in that which is leaf will be faithful in that which is must. And he that is unjust in the little will be unjust with the much. And we want to go forward and we want to bypass what's called the kingdom protocols of God. What did God put in your charge? What did your ordained, affirmed, set man or woman of God? Or what did your husband put under your authority? Or what did your pastor put under your authority? And we want to bypass the little because it's not working. It's not bearing any fruit. So I'm going to put energy at what makes me feel good. And I'm going to overlook things. But God said, I'm watching, sir. I'm watching, ma'am, what I put in your charge. If therefore, verse 11, you've not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, who will commit to you the true riches? I want to tell you, God wants to give you true riches, which they are not money. The true riches of God are not money. The true riches are truth, are power, are miracles, the dead raised, the sick healed, the blinded eyes open, nations and regions and provision. But the key to the much and the key to the holy is that what's called the unrighteous mammon, the spirit of this world around us. And it's not just money because people can, they can be faithful in their tithe, which usually doesn't happen, but they can be faithful in their giving, but not be faithful in the stewardship of their heart. It's the unrighteous mammon. It's a system. Mammon is not money. It is treasure. I'm going to repeat this again. Mammon is not money. Mammon is treasure. It's the spirit of seeking rewards, seeking uh, uh, your own affirmation, seeking uh, your own promotion. It is the word treasure. Look, the word mammon is the word mammonos, treasure or riches or fame or success or affirmation. So if you're not learning these principles, we will stumble as young men in the kingdom. We will stumble as young women in the kingdom. You say, well, I'm not a young man. I'm 50. You're not an elder until you can properly steward these truths. What makes you an elder in the kingdom of God? Can you steward these truths? You can have a title and not operate in a function. We're watching that. People get titles, but no functions. If therefore you've not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, who will commit to you the true riches? The true riches is more than money. I don't know why we're here. Verse 12, but if you've not been faithful in that which is another man's, God will never give you your own. That is a principle. That is one that God said, I've assigned you here. I've committed this to you. And in order for me to give you what I have for you, I'm going to watch how you steward someone else's. I'm going to watch your attitude. I'm going to watch your idiosyncrasies. I'm going to watch. I'm going to keep watching. And, and, and God, who is faithful and rich in mercy, is looking to promote. And, and real leaders aren't looking to hold people back. They're actually looking for fruit that they can launch into the world. They're searching for leadership. They're looking for men that they can, and women that they can launch, but they've got to see fruit that remains. A consistency, a dependability, a faithfulness. And if there's not a faithfulness in the natural, how can we be faithful in the spiritual? If we've not been, uh, therefore, faithful uh, in another man's, who can commit to you your own? You listening to me? The vision God gave you, you've got to sow it. 
the vision God gave you, he's got to let you lay it somewhere. Find out where God assigned you. Find out where God appointed you. Find out your earthly, earthly assignment and do what he said. Don't do it half-heartedly. Don't do it offendedly in the bare minimum to just get by with what your leaders require. They can smell that spirit. They can smell that spirit. And God is looking for men and women that say, I want to go forward in God. I don't want to be, the enemy is attacking orphans in their mind. And they are upset because they're not further along with their development, no matter how old they are. They can be 30, they can be 60. But the process doesn't, doesn't change if you're going to promote in the kingdom. And people don't want to promote in the kingdom. They just want to get out of the mess. But God said there's an order. And if you will be orderly, I will produce dunamis. There's a kingdom governmental strategy. And God is very, he doesn't change his mind. There's no wiggle room in these areas. These are heart conditions, sir. These are heart conditions, ma'am. Get those other voices out of your ear. They're not for you. Get those other online stuff out of your... God wants to bring order. And God wants to, you to hear and grow through the venue that God has put. I don't know who this is for, but if you're listening to me, I want to tell you, I, I'm not trying to rebuke you. I want to see you advance. I want to see you prosper. I'm done. I've got to pray for you. Heavenly Father, we, we ask right now, that the men and women that will hear this live or watch this replay or will watch this broadcast this or watch this broadcast wherever they are i ask you in the name of jesus that there would be strength that comes over my brother and virtue that comes over my sister that these sons and daughters would grow into identity and they would see who they are in you that they would stop going in circles that god there would be a release of god's goodness that there would be a full surrender of obedience, inner compliance with the will. Surrender to the word. Surrender to the promises of God. Surrender to the directions of God. I ask you in the name of Jesus to open up eyes to see and ears to hear what thus says the Lord. Give us understanding of what you've said and what you've heard. I speak life over these men and women now. I speak help over them, but I speak most of all hearing ear. God, help us to hear what it is you're saying and to follow that. Now, as we hear the word, send miracles, send signs, send wonders, touch your people, strengthen them to go forward, not to remain where they are, but to advance, to plug in and with a heart of gratitude, with a heart of hope and expectation, be ready for what's about to hit their life. I seal this now. In the name of Jesus, if you agree, somebody shout amen. Somebody shout, it is so, and shout thank you, Jesus. We're grateful for that. Well, I want to thank you for joining us on our Freedom Global Prophetic Podcast to all of our listeners on all the different platforms. We pray the grace and blessing of the Lord over you. I'm going to ask you again to share this. If this blessed you, if you believe somebody needs to hear it, I, I believe even some people listening have to go back and re-listen to that, re-share, tag some folks. We're praying that God's grace would abound and that his wisdom would go forward. God bless you. I'm praying for you in Jesus' name. Again, this is the senior pastor of This Rock International Ministries. We're so glad you've joined us on our Freedom Global Prophetic Podcast. We're praying the grace and increase of the Lord over you and your house. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to Freedom Global Prophetic Podcast with Apostle Nathaniel Leon. 
stay up to date with our latest episodes by subscribing on your favorite podcast app, YouTube, or by liking us on Facebook at This Rock International. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.